Hey there, powerful soul. Welcome to volume two of the Grow Through It podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Austin McDonald. Here on the Grow Through It podcast, I share personal stories and the stories of others as we are growing through the journey of creating the life, love, and legacy of our dreams our way. Tune in as you may feel inspired to evolve into the best version of yourself. Hey there, powerful soul. Welcome back to another episode here on the Growth Through It podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Austin McDonald. And today we are going to have a chat. This is such an important conversation, especially as women. And I want to talk to you about how being a martyr is deactivating your magnetism. Let's dive in. So I have been doing so much work behind the scenes. Oh my gosh. Spiritual healing, emotional healing, ancestral healing, alignment work, really just getting to the core of my essence and of my being. And I have had to have some very confronting conversations with myself, uncomfortable conversations with myself about where was I being a martyr in my life, in my relationships, in my business, in any area of my life. And when I faced the reality of where this was starting to show up, of course, when we face the truth, there's this old African proverb that says the truth is bitter, right? And, and of course, anytime we face an uncomfortable truth about our behavior, about how we're showing up in the world, it, it stings, right? Like you're like, oh, like, man, <laughs> that ish don't feel good. Okay. However, <laughs> if you can get yourself to a place of gratitude for the epiphany, for the realization, you then have this moment in time where you get to consciously choose who you're going to be then and moving forward. And I believe that it's the gift of transformation. You know, transformation is a lifetime process. We are always growing and evolving. You know, the sacred scripture talks about us constantly reaching for the mark of our higher calling that we are always perfecting the thing which God has created and called us to be do and have while we're here on this planet. And I have found in my work that a lot of times when we have reached a certain level in our journey, whether if it's in your womanhood, whether if it's in your relationships, whether if it's in the work that you do, maybe you're a leader, you're a business owner, or you, you're just killing it at work, you know, whatever you do, a mother, we find this place where it feels like you've arrived to a destination. You know what I mean? Where it feels like, okay, I got the lesson. I've mastered something. Maybe you've mastered a skill. Maybe you've mastered a habit. Maybe you've mastered a mindset, a belief. You've mastered something that has assisted you to elevate into a new level. 
And oftentimes when we land on this new level, we find ourselves at a point where you can either continue to choose growth or some people fall into complacency, right? And complacency is such a dangerous trap because in that, that is where a lot of being a martyr can show up. That is where you uh, sacrificing your wants, your, your desires, that's where uh, dissatisfaction, discontentment shows up. But the reason why it can be easy to choose complacency is that we live in a world, especially in here in the Western society, where when I say Western society, I'm talking about like the US, you know, the Western side of the world, where there are these certain checkpoints, if you will, that if you've done these X, Y, Z things, you have quote unquote arrived and whatever arrival looks like, you know, the American dream or the house and the picket fence and the family and the kids or the career or the job or the business or the money or whatever it is. And a lot of people find themselves settling into a place of complacency there because they have checked off with a standard that someone else has said, now you are good enough. Now you are acceptable. Now you belong. And because our core needs as human beings is to feel loved, to feel like we have a sense of belonging because we need community. That is a core human need community. We seek these ways of validation that sometimes actually go against our spirit, that go against our essence, that go against our soul, that go against the way in which God has created us and God is unconventional. Okay. We cannot put the creator of all things in a box. And I find so many people want to do this. They want to put God in a box. And I'm like, all you got to do is walk outside in nature. See, you can't put the creator in a box. Like, look what this, look what this being has created. Like, I'm just, I'm in awe. You know, I, I just spent time in nature yesterday with one of my soul sister friends and I'm always in awe of God's creation. And when I think about being a martyr, you know, even the creator rested on the seventh day. The creator of all things, omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient, all power, all knowing, rested. And I have found in my work, so many women struggle with that. They struggle to rest. They struggle with flow and ease. They struggle with uh, taking better care of themselves. They struggle with saying no. They struggle with exerting their boundaries. They struggle with taking a pause for the cause and doing what is good for them, mind, body, and soul, not just performing more to create more, to do more, to have more. And I find that when you are operating like that, you are becoming a martyr. And I, I have really been looking at where in my life, my relationships, my business, I've, I've been a martyr. And the definition of martyr is where you are willing to suffer. You're undergoing constant suffering. That's not even necessary. Sometimes we get so used to maybe complaining about something or 
being the victim, being the scapegoat that somebody has always been doing something to you. Something is always happening to throw you off kilter, to throw you out of alignment. And I have found where I was doing that with myself, y'all, where I completely was externalizing my power. And although people can do some jacked up stuff, you know, people be peopling and life be lifing. Okay. I mean, that's just, it is what it is, right? Like that, those are just the way life can be sometimes where people just be peopling and life be lifing. And I have learned, especially in this season more than ever, that we still get to consciously choose our responses, our realities, who we're being. And a lot of times we can find ourselves externalizing our power, meaning we're giving our power away. You know, we're giving our power away to a person. We're giving our power away to a circumstance. We're giving our power away to anything outside of ourselves. And we forget that everything that's happening outside of ourselves is as a result of who we are being. And when we find ourselves being a martyr, we are actually now in the process of creating more circumstances, interactions, experiences, where we will once again be a martyr. When I saw a pattern showing up in my life where it became blatantly obvious to me, it was staring me in the freaking face where I was being a martyr. It felt like such an ego death because when we're being a martyr, we also want to be right. So damn bad. And the moment we realize where we've either given our power away or externalized our power or being a martyr, or we weren't really operating in our, in our full power, you know, really allowing Holy spirit to move through us so we can find a flow to create the life, the impact, the relationships, the success that's holistic that we desire and deserve. We're staring in the mirror. We're staring this truth in its face head on. It can feel like you have completely abandoned yourself. And that's what being a martyr is. You're self-abandoning. You're abandoning yourself. And I don't believe God created us to do that. However, many have been conditioned through society, through their family systems, through their life experiences to self-abandon and be a martyr. I know this is where we got to take a breath. I felt it too, girlfriend. <laughs> I felt it too. In fact, let's, let's take a sip of tea on that one. I'm, I don't, if you're drinking some water or tea or, you know, I felt that too. And when I started to 
go deeper in my own work of healing, soul work, heart work. And I saw the pattern staring me in the face and I saw where I was operating unconsciously in the conditioning. It really felt like this moment where I was like, okay, now I have to consciously choose. Because when you, the late Maya Angelou often used to say, when you know better, you do better. I like to add, you do better when you know you deserve better. I find a lot of times we don't stop choosing being a martyr. We don't stop self-abandoning until we have this moment of clarity internally within ourselves where we realize I deserve better. I deserve better than this. I deserve to consciously choose wholeness, love, to thrive, to live in abundance and prosperity, to have peace and well-being and fulfillment. I get to consciously choose that reality. Because the sacred scripture says that, that Christ came to give us life and that more abundantly. And that God wants us to have peace and prosperity, that God's blessings add no sorrow. And when I've been studying these sacred scriptures lately, I realize that it's not in God's plan for us to suffer the way we do. The way we often choose to. That sometimes we are choosing to be a martyr, to be a scapegoat, to be a victim, to suffer. Because of whatever past versions of ourselves got for operating in that way. And so maybe as a little girl or maybe as a young woman, as an adolescent, or maybe even not too long ago, maybe recently, you got something out of that. Maybe you got some sympathy. Maybe you got some more attention. Maybe you were given a pass. Maybe you just allowed it to be an excuse to let yourself off the hook. To not play bigger in life. To not go for what you really want. To not position yourself to really be in alignment to attract all that you desire. When I started having these realizations and epiphanies with myself, oh, I grieved, I grieved, I grieved, I grieved. I grieved for the little girl in me who was conditioned to choose being a martyr at times for safety. I grieved the young woman in me who got pregnant at 19 and became a single mom and at that time was a a victim of a, a very toxic relationship. But where I continue to carry out patterns, I, I, I grieved for the parts of myself that were continuing to carry patterns and conditioning that no longer serve me best.
I know I can go deep, y'all. But to keep it real with you, I'm in a season of my life and my journey and in my calling and the sacred work that I do that I believe that we, we can't keep having surface level conversations and experience the true joy, bliss, fulfillment, and transformation our hearts and soul desire. True transformation is not a surface level process. It's deep. And you know, for most of my life, I was often accused of being quote unquote too deep. And I I had to really evaluate and look at where was I playing small, shrinking, dimming my light, not showing up in the fullness of who I am and what I know and what I embody, being a scapegoat, being a martyr. Where in my life was I doing that? And robbing the opportunity of those who've been called to be in community with me, to learn from and with me, to even work with me, Where was I robbing you of the opportunity of your transformation because I'm not showing up in the fullness of who I am and what I know? And so if you can't already tell, the creator been over here gut checking your girl, okay? (laughs) Gut checking me. And it has been extremely uncomfortable. And I'm so grateful because the shift that I have leaned into the up level that I have invited myself to the rise that I have given myself permission into is being unapologetically magnetic. Unapologetically magnetic. I want to talk about magnetism here for a minute because On these internet streets, I see people talking about magnetism. And being an unapologetically magnetic woman does not mean that you're moving in performative power or faux femininity. It means that you're moving with Holy Spirit in pure power and in flow. What do I mean by that? Magnetism is not about performance. It's not about appearing a certain way. It's not about doing things to manipulate. When we look at the definition of being magnetic, it means exerting a strong, attractive power or charm, producing or operating by means of magnetism. And since synonyms are captivating, inviting, mesmerizing, enchanting, charming, alluring. And so magnetism is not about physicality or being conventionally attractive or how you look or how you dress or what you're wearing or what you got going on on your face, on your hair and all that stuff. And although our physical enhances our inner selves, it's you 
It's you. It's who you are. It's who you're being that makes you magnetic. So this is where we're looking at who are you being internally? What's your heart posture look like? What's your mindset look like? What's your emotional maturity and intelligence look like? What's your connection to God and your soul fulfillment look like? This is your inner self. And I've had a lot of women have been drawn to me very recently. You know, my, my visibility is constantly increasing on these internet streets. In fact, I was just telling a colleague the other day, I said, I feel like everybody's watching me right now. Like Tupac, all eyes on me. <laughs> like, I feel that. I feel that. I can feel it. And I realized something. It's who I'm being that has drawn those people to me. Okay. So look at it this way. Think about a magnet, right? There are so many different types of magnets. You know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at our refrigerator right now. We have a magnet from when we were in Jamaica and it, and it has, you know, the colors of Jamaica in there. And then we, I have a magnet from a dear friend that gave to me with a, a, affirmation on there. And then I have a magnet that a colleague gave me years ago with my name and different colors. And I have another magnet with the serenity prayer. All of these magnets look different and yet they are still magnetic. I hope you starting to pick up what I'm putting down. Okay. <laughs> Cause we going somewhere. I didn't know I was going to start getting into this deep, good old talk here on this episode, but Hey, here we are. It's the elements. It's the properties that make a magnet, a magnet magnetic that make it attract to have that pull feature. And you have that in you. Yes, you, you have that in you to be captivating, inviting, mesmerizing, charming, alluring, enchanting, to draw people, opportunities, experiences, your way for simply you being you. Where it gets sticky for people is where we are not operating in our authentic essence. And this is why I said unapologetically magnetic women do not move in performative power and faux femininity because performative power means you're doing something to get a certain result, but you're doing it in a manipulative way. You're not doing it from a genuine space. Your heart posture may not even be in alignment. Faux femininity Faux, like F-A-U-X, faux meaning not real, fake. You know, how many people wear faux furs? That's where that comes from. Faux femininity, meaning a lot of women right now are teaching femininity in a way that is faux femininity. They're telling you how you should look and how you should dress, but I don't see them talking about the inner work. Because if you dress down to the T, looking like the God himself came down to this planet and dressed you. 
but you're not doing your soul work, your heart work, your spiritual work, your emotional intelligence work, your mindset work, you're going to be what my client once called herself as a dressed up mess. Yes. I had a client. She told me that she said before she came to work with me, she said, Cassandra, I was a dressed up mess. She said my, my, Makeup stayed done. My hair stayed done. My outfits were always good. She did all the designer stuff, the luxury stuff and all that good stuff. But she said, but I wasn't fulfilled on the inside. She was doing stuff in her business online, trying to get more people to come, but it was performative power. And so as a result of our work together, she's done, she's made such a huge shift to where she's in her magnetism. She's drawing people to her and her brand from her magnetism, her authenticity. Her relationship has completely shifted and transformed. She's having empowering relationships with her grown adult children because of who she's being. So this is what it means to be an unapologetically magnetic woman. I have been waiting for so long to have this conversation because for so long I felt that people were looking at me and they were wanting me to teach them about womanhood and sensuality or being magnetic because of my appearance, how I look. And, and it, and it really, caused me to fall into the martyr because I wanted to prove that I'm more than my looks. I wanted to prove that I do the work. And so I would fall into the martyr role. And for me, for many years, what this looked like was I actually would dummy down my appearance. And I've had a conversation with the mister about this quite a few times where there have been times in my journey as a woman where I wouldn't really show up in the fullness of who I am because I got tired of people projecting onto me their assumptions of who they thought I was based upon my appearance. And for a long time, I felt that if I just dummied it down a little bit, And I didn't look so good and I didn't look as attractive and I looked maybe a little bit more plain Jane. And and if you align with and feel like being quote unquote plain Jane resonates with you, this is not a dig or shade towards that. Okay. I'm, I'm just speaking from my own truth and I want to make sure that you hear my heart on this. But I know that I also value fashion and and getting dressed up and stuff because I look at it as a form of self-expression. I don't look at it as a form of like pretending to be something or faux femininity or performative power as I've been sharing here with you on this episode. For me, appearing a certain way is a form of self-expression. You know, there's times where I wear my hair out in a big red afro and there's times I pull it up in a bun. There's times I... Uh, blow it out and stretch it. I mean, I I play with my looks all the time because it's a form of self-expression for me. But for a long time, I got so used to the projections of others, specifically women, 
other women that I fell into the martyr role. And in doing so, I was deactivating my magnetism. Because now I'm not fully self-expressing who I am internally, externally. And so this is such a big conversation because I am shifting things in my work. And for a long time, I have shared inside of my free Facebook community, which was formerly called the Empowered Self. There's been other iterations. I've had that Facebook group for Oh my gosh, I think seven years. (laughs) It's been a while and there's been multiple iterations. However, I have been feeling for a while that a shift was coming to the space and that I was going to be creating something fresh and new in that space, but it hadn't landed yet what that was going to be. And I just continue to bring the conversation forward in the space and letting the people there in the community know, like, I feel like. I'm supposed to do something different in this space, but I don't know what it is yet. And I was just being vulnerable and transparent and letting people know that, you know, I feel there's a shift coming. I don't know what it is yet. And I've been having this conversation with them for quite some time. In fact, I actually had a little brief sabbatical from that space for about two months in March, where I said, I'm taking space from the group because I really wanted to just create space for me to connect with God and myself and to hear clearly what am I supposed to bring forward in this season? And what came through, it came through so crystal clearly, like I knew it would if I would just be still and be patient. (laughs) I'm dropping so many nuggets here. I hope y'all are catching it, man. I was still and I was patient and I trusted, I trusted and it came. And The new iteration of this space, my free Facebook community is now called the unapologetically magnetic woman. And this is for you. If you are an executive woman, leader, powerhouse, or visionary, and you desire to amplify your own power and magnetism so that you are creating the thriving relationships, massive impact, holistic success, fulfilled life and well-being that you desire and deserve by divine birthright. I'm so excited about this shift because there's so much that I want to bring to my work. There's so much that I have been doing behind the scenes with private clients and in small groups here and there with women that I'm ready to start bringing more conversations forward about the work that has completely been game changing for me as a woman and my wholeness. I I have experienced so much healing, growth and transformation these last few years. I have studied, I have gotten a few more certifications of practitioners and different modalities that I've been using behind the scenes and it's been game changing. And the reason I have been able to start putting down being a martyr and stepping out of it and away from it and shifting into and stepping into being an unapologetically magnetic woman 
so that I'm having a more thriving relationship with my partner, with the women in my life for sacred sisterhoods, so that I'm creating more impact, having more magnetic visibility online in my business and the work I do, having holistic success, success that I have defined for myself that's good for me, my well-being, is by the sacred practices and tools that I want to bring forward to support you in the, doing the same thing. I'm so incredibly grateful. You know, if you've been with me here on the Grow Through It podcast for a little bit, you've heard the transitions these last few years. And you know that one of the biggest transitions for me was when the mister and I relocated here to the Sunshine State right before the pandemic and the pandemic hit. And there was a lot of growing pains for many of us. And one thing I'm proud of that I did during this, these last few years is I dived deep into the work. I did what I knew to do, do the work. And I found some of the most powerful tools and modalities on this planet to heal, to grow, to expand, to evolve spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, energetically, as a woman. And I can't wait to share them with you. I'm so freaking excited about this. And so this week, today is May 8th, Monday, May 8th. I'm going to be releasing this episode shortly after I record it. This week, we're going to have the relaunch party for the new iteration of this Facebook group. And if you're not already in that space, I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that you can join us. You can request to join us. I'm going to ask that you answer all of the questions that have been asked in that space when you request to join. And then your request will be approved closer to the relaunch party event. And so we're looking at Thursday, this Thursday running to my calendar <laughs> May 11th 511 and the time is still uh, tentative right now but if you request to join the Facebook group you'll be added to the email list so that you can get that information it has been my pleasure connecting with you for today's episode I hope that this episode has inspired and empowered you to choose your magnetism unapologetically and to put down being a martyr. God did not create us to suffer. God did not create us to be scapegoats and victims of our circumstances and of our experiences. We have so much power and potential available to us, but we have to consciously choose it. I hope this episode inspires you to consciously choose you. Until next time, take care now. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave your review for the podcast. To learn more, go to www.cassandraaustin.com.